Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way. Because when we do, we see the evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared. You might cry a little bit and you might be tempted to shout a couple yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turn top 1% network marketer, turn dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow girl. Hey, sister friend, welcome to the show. Today is actually a recording from a series of workshops that I hosted, and actually we have one more left. If you wanna jump in, there's still time. Next week is all Q&A. Uh, but I've been hanging out with some incredible entrepreneurial women who love Jesus and love business. They see their business not only as a business, but as a ministry. So we've been doing this workshop series called Business Street Blueprints, and this episode I felt was uh, really, the. The workshop we did this week I felt was really worthwhile to put on this episode for you. So you're going to get the, the audio version of it. If you want the workbook that goes with it, you can opt in with any of the links below. Uh, the, the workshops were all by donation, so there's a bunch of different ways that you can opt in. But there's not only this, an additional five other workshops and workbooks and five other um, lesson. So there's like 11 different things that you get. If this speaks to you and you're like, man, I want more of that, I encourage you to check out Business Street Blueprints, make a donation, and you'll get access to all those things instantly. But for now, enjoy this episode all about supernatural success strategies for your life and your business. Enjoy. All right. Well, welcome to the fifth workshop, and we're going to talk about supernatural success strategies. My original idea was to share uh, about how the the power of gratitude, and uh, I'm going to give you some tangible things that I have done with gratitude that have really helped me throughout my life and entrepreneurial journey, but the Lord stretched it a little further. And so we're going to talk about not just gratitude, but 10 different supernatural success strategies that the Lord gives us access to today. So the whole idea of this is not that you start implementing every single one of these things like today, um, or, and some of these things you probably already do, I would assume, but the idea is just to be mindful of all of these things that as entrepreneurs, we oftentimes seek strategy from the experts, strategy from the person who's a little further ahead than us. And really strategy for you in your business is written right into the word of God. So I'm taking it back to the word uh, and we're going to do success strategies, strategies specifically that are in the word that are supernatural. So I'm sure you've heard the verse Philippians 4.13. We think this is such an awesome verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that is true. That is such a good verse to hold on to. But, but there is something in here. It's us doing it, right? Through the power of the Lord, right? So we have the Holy Spirit to do this with us. And the Holy Spirit, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he's living inside of you. Your body is a temple. And so it takes you 
doing something and it takes the power of the Lord. And so really, when we talk about supernatural, we're talking about you and myself bringing our natural and God putting his super on it and it being supernatural. So there's a part that you play. There's a part that God plays. That is how we get the supernatural. But my really the point here that the Lord continues to show me is that I have a part you have a part. And so instead of thinking of, you know, we're just going to pray about it and, you know, think that the God is a genie in a, in a bottle that he's just going to answer this. There, there is, there are things that we can do to activate this supernatural power of the Lord. So we're going to talk about 10 of those things today. Second Corinthians 10, four to five says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So this is something that I teach in the um, favor flow Academy that we have to take our thoughts captive. Like, how do we actually do that? God says to do that because we are not fighting people. And while it might seem like here on earth, you know, we can find maybe the problems we think are people, they're not. Maybe the answers we think are in people, they're not. They're in they're in in the Lord and through the Lord. And so yes, God does use people to to do the work, right? But again, we have to recognize that the, the things that are going awry in our life, the the mm-hmm. The warfare is a spiritual one. And so we've got to also fight the war spiritually and not just physically. So let's talk about, um, let me make sure that everybody is on mute. Okay. So let's talk about strategy number one. This one is praise. And this one seems so simple. Yet, if we look throughout scripture, we see how powerful praise is. So I encourage you to make praise part of your every day. Second Chronicles 20, 22, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. So the men praised and God did the work of defeating the people, right? That seems counteractive to like what our physical bodies would be doing, but your words, as you know, your words have the power to speak life or death. And so the praises that come from your mouth are so powerful. In fact, the enemy hates it. Why do you think he's trying to silence people? Um, Don't get me started on 2020 and 2021 with all that's going on. Why do you think this is the decade of the mouth? This is the decade of the pay. We're in the year 5782, but the decade of 5780, which is all about the mouth. 80 stands for mouth. And so uh, we know that our words have so much power. And so using them for good. I love Psalm 8 too. It says through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger, the enemy, right? He wants uh, to silence us. But in fact, if we use our praise, we can silence him and uh, allow our natural to be touched by God's super and it be a supernatural strategy for success. So some examples you can read through. I encourage you, if any of these strike you, um, you can go ahead and read through them in scripture. But the battle of Jericho is one of my favorites, right? They marched around and that seventh time they they used their mouse and those walls came crum- crumbling down. Uh, Paul and Silas in prison. I mean, they just continued to praise in prison. I don't know about you, but if I was put in prison, I, 
I think there, depending on the situation, right, it could be hard to praise, but we see Paul and Silas and they were set free because of the words that they used uh, coming out of their mouth. They're natural. They did something, but God put his super on it in a supernatural. And David, obviously the Psalms are filled with the praises of, um, of David. And so Psalms are such a great thing to read, especially when you're going through the highs and the lows of life. You can really relate to a lot of what he has in the Psalms. So I encourage you to use praise as a strategy, put some worship music on before you, you know, as you're praying to the Lord, praise him for who he is. Use your mouth for good things. All right. Strategy number two, prayer. We've talked about this. We actually did a workshop specifically about prayer, but I wanted to make sure that we add this in here that you don't forget there is so much power in your prayer because James 5, 16 says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective, super natural success strategy prayer. Pray without ceasing. And that we're, we're not supposed to stop praying, right? I talk to God all throughout the day. Um, in the good and the bad, I encourage you, pray, pray, talk to him. It's communication with the Lord. And then of course, praying in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So make sure prayer is a part of your regular strategy for success. All right, strategy number three, the word. The word, it's like the best personal development book ever. We can seek out you know, information, again, from the experts, from people who inspire us and encourage us. But I wanna really encourage you to make sure that you are also in the word being encouraged to get strategy directly from the Holy Spirit for you in this season of your life. So here are a couple verses that talk about how powerful the word is. And so um, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So Ephesians is great. It tells you all the different, uh, the things that we can use as we war against the enemy, but the sword of the spirit is the word of God. And that is absolutely something we should be using. Um, not just as, you know, cute things we put on our wall. I always say this, right? Like I am a sucker for um, a cute wooden sign with some scripture on it or, or a tattoo or a t-shirt or a hat or a notebook, but really we want to be using those things with our mouth. All scripture is God breathed and is useful. It's useful for a lot of different things. Second Timothy tells us for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So when you, if you feel like you're not equipped and you're not adequate, get into the word and you will be not just equipped, but you will be thoroughly equipped for the work that God has created you to do. I love the example of Jesus in the wilderness, right? Jesus is in the wilderness and the enemy, Satan came and he tempted him. And what did Jesus use to combat the enemy? Well, we can read about that in Luke four. He used the word of God. It's like the enemy came at him and he was like, bam, got a word. That is why God says to write the word on your heart and use it because it's a double-edged sword. And it the enemy hates the word, right? He hates because the word is truth. So strategy number three, the word. All right. Strategy number four. Now this one, man, I have a, I have my own testimony about this. Um, 
before I really had a testimony, I was like, oh yeah, your story, your story matters. But my goodness, your story matters. And we see this all throughout scripture that God uses our stories for his glory. Remember that your story, it's not about you. It's about what Jesus has done for you, in you, through you. And it's to give other people hope. So Revelation 12, 11 tells us, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Come and hear all who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. Are you telling other people what the Lord has done for you? It is such a powerful tool uh, to give God glory, to give honor, to give praise to who he is. I know as entrepreneurs, right, we can... Um, we, uh, and at least the women that I tend to work with have a really hard time bragging about themselves or sell, not even bragging about themselves, but there's scripture that also says when we brag, brag about the Lord. Right. Um, but it's not even necessarily bragging about ourselves. It's or, or the Lord, although we should brag about him. It's celebrating. I feel like we have a hard time celebrating. Um, we always move the needle just a little bit further before we actually give ourselves permission to celebrate. But if we just remember that it's really not about us, it's about the Lord. And so just like David says in um, this Psalm, let me tell you what the Lord has done for you. That, I'm sure you've probably heard that new song. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Um, I love that song. So I encourage you be bold in sharing your testimony, the little things, the big things. It could be just what somebody else needs to hear to have hope to move forward. So Daniel says, it is my pleasure to tell you about the miraculous signs and wonders that the most high God has perform for me. So if you haven't already, I encourage you practice sharing your testimony in our community, right? They're believers right there. People want to be encouraged. People want to know what the Lord has done for you. I know through my life, the season that I'm in, uh, especially now I am being encouraged by people's other people's testimonies. Maybe the good didn't happen to me, but I hear how good God is to other people. And it spurs me on to actually keep going because I know that God has goodness for all of us. All right, strategy number five goes back to the verse we just read about the word of their testimony, but there's something become, that comes before that. And it is the blood of Jesus. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And then first Peter two twenty four says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds. You have been healed. I heard a quote the other day. I don't remember where it came from, um, but it was somewhere on social. And it said, you know, we are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from a place of victory. I mean, can I get an amen? That is so good. We're not fighting for victory. You in your life, whether it's personal, your business, spiritual, physical, mental, financial, you're not fighting for victory. In fact, God fights your battles for you, but he's asking you to bring your natural. He'll put a super on it. And Jesus already paid the price for you to be victorious. So now it's our job to walk in that. And if we can remember that because the blood of Jesus is proof that we are victorious because he already paid the price. And I've shared this before, but I'll share this here in this um, workshop because communion is so powerful. In fact, Jesus said, do this often in remembrance of me. I know for most of my life growing up, we did communion once a month in church. It was that once a month thing that we did. I encourage you, do communion at 
home. You can do it with yourself and the Lord. Grab a piece of bread, grab some juice, have communion with the Lord. Remember what Jesus did for you. His blood, there's power in the blood. You go back to the old hand, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. So I encourage you, if you haven't made this part of your regular routine, start taking communion at home. You don't need a pastor or a deacon or somebody else to lead you in that. You can do that with the Lord and honor him right from your kitchen. Um, it's super powerful. And I encourage you to, to start doing that if you aren't already. Another, another thing, guys, this isn't like what the world teaches us, but we know that if there's power in the blood, then I want to honor that, right? So these are supernatural strategies that will help you be successful on your journey in life and business. All right. And then the obvious of spiritual gifts. Uh, again, this is something that depending on, you know, where you are in life, what, how, I don't know. I, I didn't grow up in a church that talked a lot about spiritual gifts either. Um, and so I want to encourage you, if you have never taken a spiritual giftings test, I want to encourage you, first of all, go read these verses in Romans and first Corinthians and Ephesians. And this will be in your workbook as well. That goes along with this workshop. But go and look at, here are some of them. This is a gift of discernment, a gift of the word of knowledge, gift of faith, word of wisdom, um, same as word of knowledge. The miracles, healing, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, apostleship, evangelism, exhortation, giving mercy, pastor teaching, all of these things. These are gifts. Now, what I love about the gifts, gifts are gifts, right? You don't have to use them. You don't have to even receive them. But the Bible tells us that we should earnestly seek the gifts. And so this is something, again, supernatural. It might not be um, a gift that other people always see, but it is a gift that you have inside of you. And the Lord wants to uh, encourage you with those things so that you can use them in your business. So I encourage you find out what your spiritual gifts are and start asking the Lord to show you how to use those gifts regularly. And I encourage you do this, do this test. Um, I don't really have like a, a number of times to do it, but I encourage you do it once a year. I did it. I just did it recently for uh, the church that we now attend that's part of becoming a member is they want to honor the, your gifts and they have you take spiritual gifting tests. They have you take a couple different tests and one of them is your spiritual gifts. And because they want you to operate in your gifts as you serve in the church. And I was so excited to see that a new gift came up to the top. So you know, they'll rank them in order. And uh, as I'm growing in my relationship with the Lord, as I am growing in my just going from that milk to meat, like the Bible tells us that we go from drinking milk like a little baby to start eating meat with the Lord, he will start to give us, you know, more things so that we can start operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you find out what your spiritual gifts are and start using those in your life and in your business. All right. Strategy number seven, faith, faith. In fact, faith is part of one of the spiritual gifts, but I wanted to make this one separate because it's, a, you know, faith there, we've not, there's so much scripture about faith. Um, and so we can see it's faith. Like if we have a faith of a mustard seed, it can move mountains. You've probably heard that verse before, but faith matters. Faith is important. And while it's a spiritual gift that some people have more of than others, it is something that we all are required to have. Faith is like, right. Believing something that we don't see. That's hello. That's Jesus. That's God. And that's knowing what he did for us. And so we can see in second Timothy four, seven, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. We need 
faith to continue on the course that God has for us. We need to hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. We are made in the image of God and God is faithful. And so if we're made in the image of God, we are supposed to also be faithful. And so I encourage you, if you're feeling uh, faith less, I encourage you to, to really ask the Lord to fill you with faith because we know that we need that to keep going. He Here's the perseverance of the saints who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. God loves you so much. And the enemy wants to come against your faith. He doesn't want you to believe God is who he says he is. You are who God says that you are because of Jesus. And I believe that is really the number one thing that the enemy is after. We know he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if he can get us to be discouraged, lack of courage, discouraged, right? We tend to lack that faith and, and believing that God is good, his plans are good, and that he has created us on purpose for a purpose. So strategy number seven, stick it to him, y'all. Get like, encourage and hustle your faith muscle and start claiming and declaring and decreeing the goodness of God. All right, strategy number eight, Jesus's name. Philippians 2.10 says that at, the, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And then it says the 72 return with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. So I love to go on walks. I've shared with you guys before some of the things I do. I go on these prayer walks and I just turn on worship music and talk to the Lord. Sometimes I just pray in the spirit as I'm going on the walk. I went on one the other day and it started to get really dark. If you're, if you live somewhere where the time zones change, I don't know. Anyways, it's fall and it's starting to get dark earlier. Eventually it'll get dark at about five o'clock here in Pennsylvania. And I went on a walk kind of late and it started to get kind of dark. And I started hearing these noises and that, you know, the fear that can come up. Right. I'm like, oh man, And I just said out loud, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I started singing, Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Um, And so I encourage you, even though, again, that doesn't maybe seem like it's a strategy, it is. Because even the demons are subject to the name of Jesus. If they are, then we want to use that to our advantage. If we know that at the name of Jesus, one day, every single knee, no matter how prideful, no matter how sinful or evil they are, every knee is going to bow and acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. So use the name of Jesus. If you're feeling unsettled or uncertain or discouraged, just say his name out loud. It always makes me feel better. And that's something I've actually taught my kids when they're afraid. I say, you know, just say the name of Jesus. He's right here with you. And so oftentimes when I teach my kids things, I'm like, Heather, that is for you too. So strategy number eight, is the power in Jesus's name. All right, strategy number nine, which is really what this whole workshop started with, uh, was gratitude, uh, but it totally stretched into a lot more than that because I felt like there was so much more meat that I could give you that you could sit on. And while this one seems pretty simple, uh, I think it's something that we need to remember, especially as the enemy tries to steal, kill, and destroy even our joy and our are uh, just the the situations that we go through, right? We know that we're going to face trials of many kinds and gratitude is what gets us through the trials. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So one of the things, the practical things that I have done to practice gratitude regularly is I keep a gratitude journal. 
every morning. Um, I start my day off with uh, uh, in quiet time, right? Um, it's like my miracle morning. I go and I sit at, on my couch or wherever and I pray. That's the first thing I do. And then I write in my gratitude journal. Sometimes it's as simple as Lord, thank you for a good night's sleep. Lord, I am so grateful for, um, my children. I am grateful for, um, whatever it is, Lord, what you showed me yesterday, or, I mean, but Starting your day with gratitude, not only is it a good thing to do because it spikes um, all the, the natural drugs inside of us to give us that high, but it's the will of God, right? There's a reason why it does that physically because God wants us to do that. And he says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your quest to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Your heart and your mind, it's like this battlefield where the Lord wants to make sure that you have the tools to fight this battle and to fight from a place of victory. Not fighting for victory, remember, but fighting from a place of victory. Gratitude is one of those supernatural strategies that we have. It's so simple, but so effective and so powerful. And the last strategy, which is really one that I am diving deep in, especially this year, is fasting. And so there's a lot of scripture about fasting. And one thing that I love that someone had uh, shared with me that the Bible doesn't say, you know, if you fast, but it says when you fast. I also uh, did, I've not, a lot of churches will fast, you know, in the beginning of the year, a lot of people will do like a Daniel fast, or I've seen different people fast from different things. And we can look throughout scripture and see all these people. Jesus is our first example that we can always look at, but Jesus fasted. Um, Moses fasted Esther. Not only did she fast, she requested the people to fast. And we, a lot of us know that story, right? And so think about there's power in fasting. Jesus Um, asks us to do that. And he leads us by example, by doing that. And there's, again, there's many different ways of fasting. And if you see the world has caught on to this, the world now talks a lot about intermittent fasting and all this other type of fasting, but let's not forget where the original strategy came from. It came from the word of God. Nehemiah fasted. I'm actually reading that right now. That's such a good book for leaders, by the way. Um, Nehemiah was an incredible leader. And it says, even in his story, he fasted. The widow at the temple, she fasted. Ahab fasted. And so if if we see these examples in scripture, I think sometimes I know myself can look at these stories and feel like they're just that stories, but really what they are, they are strategies for you and for me to use in our own lives so that we bring our natural, God puts his super on it, and we have super natural success while we're here on this earth. And we need that for our business. So I hope this encourages you to go through, look at all of these different 10 strategies and pray and seek the Lord on Lord, which one do you want me to learn more about? Which one do you want me to start implementing into my life and into my business, um, this month. And maybe, maybe you take one, one a month and, and, and really make sure that that becomes this building block, this foundation in which you build your business and your life on. I promise you, it'll be the best strategy, better than any strategy you can ever pay somebody for. And and God gives it to us for free. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for these supernatural strategies. Lord, as we are discerning through all of these different things, all of these different tools that you give us access to right in your word, Lord, I pray that each heart, um, really that you speak to each heart in which 
which strategy you want her to start implementing in this season of her life. And as she continues to build upon uh, the foundation that you're building with her, that she adds one more, adds one more until her toolbox is full of all of these strategies so that she brings her natural, you put your super on it and her business and her life has super natural success. And father, it's all for your glory. It is um, and all because of Jesus and what he did for us. So we give you glory and honor and praise in advance. And we ask all of this in your precious and holy name. Amen.